What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome to Birdland tonight. Even Masson understands the moment of what we've just seen as they are even doing a post-game show, I think, for the first time this year. Andrew, how are you doing? Josh, I am a little too wired for what we've just seen today. This is incredible. Uh, this, all right, this was a game until I see Matt is trying to jump on as well. So let's bring Matt on. Let me He's on. There you there go, he is. And I see you're dragging Silas into this because My I guess son, you want, just you want to mark something, that we, yeah, something we've never seen really in our lifetime. Nope. And so Silas is going to be able to, he's not going to remember it at all. He's, he's, he's three, but, <laughs> but he was there to see the last out and see the, the uh-huh. John Means get mobbed. I'm trying. Silas, did you like that, Silas? Oh, Silas can't hear me. Yeah. Nor does he care. He doesn't care. He's just, he, you know. But. But I mean that, that's we all. It's an afternoon game. We all work. It was kind of the thing you all hop on the game late or you listen to it on the road, and it was also a getaway game from a West Coast trip. We knew John Means was pitching, but we kind of figured it's a ho hum type of game. We'll get the win because every time John Means pitches, we have an opportunity to win. But I was, I realized I was listening to, I was watching the game on mute while working. And didn't even realize what was going on, except that the Orioles were doing well. At what point did you realize, Josh? Like the when I got a text, there. when I got a text message of just two eyes, <laughs> and I was like, and then it took me a whole another two innings to figure out what the eyes meant. So, so I listened to the first four or five innings of this game on the radio while working. Got home, was watching it on my phone. I won't say that I was watching it on my phone while driving home because that would be wrong of me to admit. But I'll just say. Uh, I had eyes on it from an early point, uh, got home, watched the rest of it, watched the final four or five innings here from home, and I could even tell early on just the way that Jeff Arnold and Brett Hollander were calling the game on radio that this had the recipe. And I, I thought early yep. on, even just listening to this yeah. game on the radio, the tone that they had was this had the recipe for something special. And indeed, it turned out to be that. Uh, you, could, you could even just sense it. From the way that Brett Hollander and Jeff Arnold were calling the game on radio, and then when you when you turn on the TV and you you hear Ben McDonald and the way he's describing the way that John Means is pitching, you could tell that this thing was was kind of in the works um, even from from Jump Street, like you mentioned, Josh. Getaway day, West Coast team. It's the Mariners who you know don't have a lot to offer offensively, and it's John Means who has been pitching so damn well this entire season, and to 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 put it all together like this in a performance like this is just remarkable. And yeah, and we've never had – I mean, when John I mean, pitches – and I'm sorry. Like, my experience watching the game was um, I was at the dentist, 
So I'm still numbed up and I'm trying to, to enunciate, but I'm still pretty numbed up here. Yeah. Uh, and so I probably shouldn't be on this post game show. A, because I got out of the dentist at the sixth inning just in time to see uh, the Cedric Mullins or to hear the That's Cedric fantastic. Mullins sliding catch. Um, I just wanted to come on here because it was, it was a freaking no hitter. And John means we, we haven't had a guy, I feel like, who was even, you could even like even think about this, right? For so long. That you could even like, like I can't. It, it's hard for me to even imagine even, we have a pitcher who is capable of doing this. So, so and let me ask thing. you guys a question really quickly. Do you know who the last Orioles pitcher was to take a no hitter through eight innings? Well, I know the last no, the last no hitter. No, 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 no. For the, the Orioles last by pitcher, a single pitcher. So who blew it in the ninth? So the last pitcher to take a a, a, a no hitter through eight innings. No, don't know. I don't know. All right. It happened on September 28th, 2006 in New York against the Yankees. And it was done by Daniel Cabrera. Daniel Cabrera. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, All yeah. Right. Like that, that we're talking. So even Daniel though Cabrera. we're talking about Daniel Cabrera, we're, that's 15 years ago yeah. that we're talking about. That we even had a chance to, to get into the ninth yeah. inning with something like this. Well, even John Means, we, we talked on 336 this past week about how John Means, we talked all offseason about how John Means is our ace. Not necessarily an ace in baseball, but that we were seeing him transition this year to a true ace. And even before this game, he had never pitched in the eighth inning. His his best performance was seven innings. Yeah. So to see this, and like you said, it was dominant from the beginning. Wasn't it, it finally like 26 out of 27 first pitch strikes? It was, and it was. It was also the minimum faced. Of course, this should have. Right. Pe- people are not going to remember this, but this should have been a perfect game because uh, the, yeah. the reason it's not a perfect game is because of a drop third strike on a strikeout where the runner reached base. Yep. So, right. and that's, it, it's, that's it's what I wanted incredible. to ask you guys about. <laughs> were either either of you guys were not able to see that that pass ball? On the no, third I didn't strike. see it. I heard about okay. it, but I didn't see it. Yeah. All right. All right. Me either. And I was looking for replays, and I couldn't find it. We'll see I it. Really trust w- me. I'm sure we'll will. see it on Twitter. But I really want to know, and maybe in the comments people can let me know, I really want to know is, if we had a real catcher. Like, we've been complaining <laughs> about our catchers all season. We have. It is you the guys one know thing. where I'm going with this. If we had uh, Jesus up here catching for the Orioles, would that have made a difference? Is it now not just the Orioles, that, or not just Oriole fans that want a better defender behind the plate? I, I don't know. It might have been a ball that would have gotten past anyone. It was a, it was apparently a breaking ball. So, and I think it was ruled a wild pitch. But it, there's been a lot of pitches this year that have been ruled a wild pitch. So I didn't know you could have ruled a wild pitch on a swing and strike. I thought once they swung, it's automatic pass ball. No, I think you can certainly I've, rule. I've seen a wild it called a wild pitch. Yeah. All right. Well, well, the, the weird thing was on the app bat app, it said perfect game. On the it app did for app. it did for a while, which is incorrect, and that's because. Yeah. The at, oh, at, it was saying Matt, that for a while, yeah. Yeah, that's because Matt. Sorry to burst your bubble, but there's not a man sitting there marking all this stuff. It's all <laughs> electronic. So the the electronic scoreboard thing just sees that it, that guy was a strikeout, and then because he was thrown out at second base, he's not even registered in the computer. So they saw it as a perfect game in the computer. They're gonna have to fix that computer and teach him what happens in this situation. Yeah, people want robot arms. No, no. From what I heard, this game could also have used some robot umps. Yet, despite that, John Means still the the, the zone was a little tough on both sides. It was an even yeah. zone, but it was a little tough. It was it was they were not getting a lot of the low pitches in the zone. But um, this is so. This is from Elias Sports. This is an interesting stat here. 
Uh, this is the first non-perfect no-hitter in which the team did not record a walk, hit by pitch, or an error. So it's the right, only so time. One, if, this ball. is the only time a perfect game has been broken up by a runner reaching on a pa- on a pass ball third strike or or wild pitch third strike. Well, then so I'll excuse the app for being confused. Like of course, us. yeah, this is the first time in history. That's according to Elias. So that's that's pretty remarkable All as right. well. That's wild. So it's it's the last single pitcher no hitter by an Oriole pitcher since Jim Palmer in 1969. Yep. yep. So uh, before all of us. So, so, today so what's interesting see- about what's interesting about that no-hitter too is, so John Means, we're talking about he faced the minimum today. He faced 27 batters. Uh, he, how, many, how many batters do you think Jim Palmer had to face in that game? <laughs> he faced 35. There were six walks and oh, two errors walks. by his defense oh. behind him in that game. Oh, but it was still I a saw- no-hitter. Come on, we all wish Jim Palmer was on the call today. As much as we love Ben McDonald, we would all <laughs> I mean, would, would I, have wanted I Jim Palmer on that call. Well, and I'm sure Jim Palmer is very proud of of, of having watched John Means do what he did today. Absolutely. But you're right. First, Absolutely. the first the first one man no hitter since then. The first no hitter for the Orioles since what 91, I believe, was was the last. That was a combined. 91 no-hitter, was correct? the combined no hitter with uh, I think it was Bob Malacky, and then eventually closed out with Greg Olson. Uh, hey, hey last... I'm gonna hop off, guys. Uh, I can't right. feel the rest out of my face, and my kids are going wild. But hey, guys, here's all history. Awesome history. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> all right, and uh, all right. So the other stats is uh, last complete game shutout by the Orioles was 2017 with Dylan Bundy against the Mariners, and then, uh, like I said earlier, John Means has made it to this through the seventh inning nine times, but we've always pulled him. Right. So. Uh, really special. There was there was Cy Young rumblings rumblings starting this week about John Means, and I mean now it's like okay, now you know, I, you know what's, I guess we got to talk about it. You know, you know what's really interesting is there have been two players on this team so far this year, and we're only a little over a month into the season. But there's been two players that have been, I guess, kind of talked about in Orioles circles as these guys should be getting more national attention. Obviously, Cedric Mullins for what he's doing with the bat. And John Means for what he's doing on the mound. This obviously vaults him into, you know, more of a national conversation. He was obviously an all-star in 2019, um, had the tough start to the year last year after his father passed away, struggled early on in the season, turned it around in the last kind of few weeks, and his last couple of starts were very good, and has turned that and bounced that into just a remarkable start. So this is certainly a, a, you know... Cy Young should be talked about at this point. And granted, we're a month into the season. Who knows how long John Means can keep this up. But this was the kind of performance today that and, – and what I thought, Josh, was very interesting about this performance today was, especially early on, you know, we will normally see John Means be dominant with his changeup. Early on in this game, he actually was pounding the fastball, and he was throwing breaking balls yep. as, like, first pitch strikes just to get – just a get-me-over breaking ball – and was then pounding the fastball and, 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 and working it inside. It wasn't until later in the game when he really featured his changeup, which is obviously his best pitch and, 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 and his, his strikeout pitch. And he got into a couple of full counts in this, mat, in this game where he, he needed a pitch and he went back to that changeup. We're talking like sixth, seventh, eighth inning where he really needed a pitch to get out of, get out of an at-bat. And he went back to the changeup, but he reserved it till late in the game. I thought that was really interesting and it just a, a slightly different approach for means today, which was really crucial. Yeah, and it, it, it feels like a veteran approach of saving that, that ball that's not as hard for when yeah. you're a little low on energy, 
when it's getting later to save that for something different. After they've seen the fastball after fastball after fastball, that's a veteran approach to not keep throwing your best pitch to have this to lean back on. Um, and he got 12 strikeouts today. Yeah, so which I like, believe ties I mean, his career high. I think that ties his career high. I don't probably lowered his ERA to one point three seven. That <laughs> that might only. put him as the top in baseball. I'd have to check those stats. It's been a few days since I've checked. Yeah, uh, but it's it's incredible. Yeah. He came in he came in with like a one seven ERA, and you're thinking, well, that's really really good. And he lowers it by you know what's it twenty three points or something. Right. It's just. That whole it's unbelievable. Abby is pointing over on Twitch that Cy Young threw the first perfect game of the modern era one hundred and seventeen years ago today on May fifth, nineteen oh four. How about that? That's so, pretty cool. I mean this afternoon I was I was lined up to do Birdland Tonight all by myself. So I've done a lot of I've done a lot of Birdland Tonights in the past week. I've done yeah. most of this series, thankfully not the two ten o'clock games because I was asleep before they ended. Same. But, so I, I even even though I'm this, on the West Coast, same. <laughs> right. So I was coming into this this afternoon, kind of processing and thinking, like, what's the angle here? The Orioles have a had a great West Coast, no matter how today's game went. And I was going to lean on the run differential. And the fact that the Orioles run differential is really showing how we don't how we there's a mismatch between our top pitchers and our bottom pitchers where we're having these blowout games when we lose and we're winning tight games and how that is the difference between Boston. But I don't even care about the run differential right now. I look, it's minus six. We've won five out of the last seven games. We've got 11 road wins now, which is the most in baseball. I mean, Incredible. what happened to this dumpster fire? I, this team you know, was the last in soccer major league baseball going into the season. Well, and it's really funny that we're still talking about this, and this is still a team that's sitting in the cellar of the American League East. Like, they are still not, like, a great team or anything, but they're playing good baseball. They're coming off a 4-2 and two road trip right now, and we're starting to see a little bit of just better at-bats because, like, let's be honest. When we came into the season, we all thought it was going to be the offense that that helped this team win games. We, we yes. talked in spring training about we're going to see a lot of 12-10 you know, 11, eight games from this team this year, win or loss. Um, and instead we're seeing, you know, obviously great pitching from John means some decent pitching from Matt Harvey. The rest of it has been a mystery. The bullpen has been very good, but the offense has struggled. And now we're starting to see a little bit, at least here on this road trip. And granted it's, it's, it's always interesting to go out West and play teams like Oakland and Seattle in these scenarios. But we're seeing some offense come around a little bit. I mean, Pat Valeka of all guys had a really good road trip. Um, we we've seen Trey Mancini pick it up. Uh, his average is up over 250 right now. He hit a, a a rocket of a three run homer in this one today to kind of to kind of put the the game away. The the obvious um, drama was not put away by that, but the game was pretty much put away when the Orioles went up six nothing. And I think that's important to point out too that you know late in pretty late into this game, the Orioles did not get that three run homer until the eighth inning. This was a two-run ball game for the majority of it. They tacked on a third in the seventh, but at three nothing, you're still, you know, John Means is still having to pitch in a in a baseball game. It's not like he had a no hitter going in a blowout until you know until the very end. So I thought that was no, it, you know crucial as well that the offense was able to come through and get him some insurance runs late. Now I'll say I don't like the habit the Orioles started to kind of build this off this road trip of scoring in the eighth inning. I'd like to score those runs early in the game, but you're right, it was a it was a two nothing 
then a three, two nothing game through seven, then three nothing until the eighth. They finally opened it up. A two nothing game can fall apart at any moment. So yeah. it is. It wasn't like he could coast and relax. It was, it was a big game for John Means. I am really curious to see how the Orioles handle this. Do they build on this? What happens now when they come home? Because it doesn't get easy coming home. They come home to Boston, who's the top. Mm. Now, what you mentioned, Boston's at the top. We're at the bottom of the AL East. The AL East is really weird. It is very because weird. Because it Cause, shifts. Because the Orioles are three and a half games. Every day. Yeah, they're three and a half games out of first place, but they're in last place. So it is. It, you're right. It's very strange. And, and, they, and, and the number of games they've played. Like Toronto has only played 28 games. Toronto's behind okay. the amount of games on every by a couple of games. Yeah, and 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 to be honest, Josh, none of like none of that to, to on a day like today matters. matters. Like, and it right. probably won't matter a month from now or two months from now. Today is about like just it's about John Means. It's about John it's Means, about, and it's about basking in kind of what is like really enjoyable. Here, here's what I'm going to be interested to see. So the Orioles have an off day tomorrow. They they do not play on Thursday. They get the four game wraparound series against Boston. Uh, at home this this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday. Um, right, so that weird Monday. <laughs> that weird Monday that's stuck in there. Then they do a weird two-game stint up in New York against the yep. Mets. As of right now, John Means is not scheduled to pitch at home. <laughs> he's not scheduled. He's scheduled to pitch that first game of the Mets. Oh, series so he's skipping. Tuesday. Right. So, so be, be, because of the off day, uh, they, I guess they conceivably could pitch him on Monday at home if no, they wanted to. Sorry, John, sorry, John Means. But uh, the fans will cheer right you. Now, yeah, let him do a let him do a ceremonial first pitch. Yeah, but it, but he would not be returning home until probably the following the following Tuesday against Tampa, uh, I, or or perhaps that Sunday against New York. We'll we'll have to see. But like, I'm interested to see, despite a limited capacity crowd what kind of ovation this guy gets when he okay. comes back because it should be a hero's welcome and it'll be really cool to see. Yes. Now, I don't care about him pitching at home because we've seen when you screw with people's rest days. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not, say, I'm not suggesting they do anything like that. Now, but. the Orioles also, remember just a couple of weeks ago, they did this whole thing with sending Creamer down because they don't need a fifth pitcher, but then they tried, then we got Wade LeBlanc because, oh, whoops, we do need a fifth pitcher. Right. The Orioles just did this with Zimmerman, where right. they sent Zimmerman down because oh we have Thursday off, so I don't know what that means. Yeah, we'll have to see if we get we'll to, have to see, see what comes about. Uh, Avi points out as well that uh, Means had twelve strikeouts last September against Tampa, but that was only in five and two thirds innings pitch. That was the game where he struck out seven in a row at one point. I yeah, believe. yes. So that that inflated that number for sure, which is you know credit to him, and, and he struck out more in, in fewer innings. But yeah, tied a career high today. With with the twelve strikeouts in in a no hitter, I, I I can't really still believe that we're talking about a no hitter. It's so cool that this no. happened today. And I liked that in that eighth inning, John Means sitting on the bench, eighth ninth inning. Uh, he, it, we weren't doing the cold. Nobody talked to him. Nobody go near him. People. He was talking to people. They were high fiving him, and all. It looked like as important as it was, and as focused as he was, he was also relaxed and having some fun. And yeah, no it. question. That that. Uh, pump fist when he got to change up across and strike out and stuff like he was enjoying himself which i think a lot of times in these no hit moments it really looks like the guy is not enjoying himself that he's in pain to get through this yeah the one other stat about the change up today from from jason stark uh 
Mariners had 24 swings on John Means changeups. They they swung and missed at 14 of them, which is just more evidence of of how devastating that pitch is. Um, one other stat here from uh, Stats by Stats: John Means is the second pitcher in the American in the American League history to throw a no hitter with 12 or more strikeouts and no walks. He joins Felix Hernandez, who threw his perfect game uh, in August of 2012 in in that stat. So that's pretty pretty remarkable the 12 strikeout number does stand out in a no hitter i i I wasn't sure it would but it it certainly does if you're joining a guy like felix hernandez of course former oriole great felix hernandez um Mm -hmm. who had a you know who threw that perfect game back in 2012 so really cool like nerd guy numbers coming out of this for me i'm 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 eating all of this up um it's also there's also a quote uh, here from Means uh, on the, on the TV broadcast, which obviously we weren't listening to because we're talking to each other. But right. um, Means spoke after the game about his father, uh, Alan, who, who who died of cancer last year, and and talked about how he felt that he was back there telling him what pitch to throw today, and it, you can tell it really meant a lot to him to be able to to come back. And of course, you know, so, so in that shortened John season Means, last year, even John Means doesn't listen to Severino. Yeah, trust exactly. Severino. Yeah. Yeah, he was listening. He was listening to his to his father today too, and I, and I also think it's a really cool thing to point out um, today. Obviously, the 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 Oriole family at large lost Ray Miller, who passed away, the former pitching coach and manager. Yep. Kind of an interesting tribute to to Ray Miller's life, a, a no hitter on the day that he passes, um, yeah. which I just think is is kind of serendipitous and 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 you know wonderful on the same. Have you ever have you ever attended a no hitter? I, so I believe, and, and I would have to double check about this, but I believe I was at the one in 1991, but I was two years old. Okay. I think I was at the combined no hitter in 1991 at Memorial Stadium, All right. but I was but I was a two year old, so I have right. no recollection of it. I, I gotcha. I'm I'm fairly certain that I was in my dad's arms at that game. I think he's told that story before. Yeah. So I believe that that's the only one that I've attended. So 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 the answer is ostensibly yes, but not really. <laughs> right. Uh, I attended the only no hitter in Camden Yards history, which was Hideo Nomo, correct? Which was Hideo Nomo in two thousand one, where we were yeah. on the other side of it. Right. And there's a point in the game where it shifts, where it doesn't matter that you're an Orioles fan. It doesn't matter that you're the team on the other end. You want to see history, and of I think it was cool to see that at the end of the game. The, the see the Seattle fans cheering as well. Well, because and, and you've got to understand what you just saw. It also feels like, and part of this is the fact that they did have Felix Hernandez up there for a while. It feels like there have been a lot of no hitters in Seattle in recent years. It feels like I, I, I recollect even opposing pitchers have thrown no hitters in Seattle. Whether that has something to do with the Mariners not being a an right. offensively potent club, or the fact that it's a little bit more of a pitcher's ballpark. Um, but, but that kind of speaks to, to the, I can I think, like I said, at the top of the show, the recipe for today, it being a getaway day, an afternoon, you know, a Wednesday afternoon game against the Mariners, these two teams, you know, the Orioles trying to get done with the road trip and they've got a guy who's pitch, been pitching lights out anyway on the Hill. The recipe was kind of there for something like this to happen. Um, and I think we yeah. even heard that on, you know, kind of on the, the broadcast from both the radio and television standpoint today. It, it kind of felt like this was almost meant to be. Yeah. And I'm glad they've got an off day tomorrow because, you know, they're going to be celebrating today. That plane ride tonight is going to be a whole lot of fun coming back to Baltimore. It is. Um, 
And I, 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 by the way, I have now seen the video of the drop, drop third strike since since we've been talking. Uh huh. Definitely it's something questionable. Should, definitely something blocked that should, it. Definitely something that should have been blocked by by a by a right average defensive catcher. So I we know. can I know we can rue that to the day. There's still no 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 perfect game in Orioles history, but um, right. this one certainly should have been. But we can still um, celebrate it as a remarkable achievement because facing the minimum in any game, despite it not being a no hitter, is is truly remarkable. Yeah. And, and um, you know what, it, John means you've got something to work on. So I, that, I think that the perfect game. Yeah, exactly. He's still got something to strive for. I think the I think the other thing to discuss after this game, other than kind of John Means' national profile rising, which we talked a little bit about. Well, and I got some concerns about that. What are your concerns about? about? All right. When you is it a good thing that John Means' profile is rising nationally? Because it's got this is this is this game. It's been kind of the building up to this, but this game really puts some pressure on Elias about does he trade John Means this year or does he build on John Means? So, and so I'm that's a, where I was going. I may build on John Means guy. Okay, but this, but I'm sure there's also pressure to trade him. He'll never pitch enough. This is the peak, John Means. The, so, so the word the word trade is the one I was going to use to to lead us into this next conversation. And I guess, look, I, I want to first start this because I know we're going to get a lot of crap if we start talking about should they trade John Means like immediately after the guy just threw a no hitter. We should be celebrating right. that. But it is a relevant discussion you to gotta, have. It was a conversation already leading up to this game. Correct. And this is the big explanation point that you like, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think, I think the national profile is obviously raised by this. Um, I I think there are questions about, we obviously saw John means break onto the scene two years ago in 2019 when he was an all-star and had a great season and was, was even though it was a bad Orioles team and he was the only all-star, he was a deserving all-star. It wasn't like a, um, it wasn't like Ty Wigginton's all-star appearance for the Orioles. You know, it wasn't uh it wasn't yes. a, it, he was a deserving all-star that year. Yeah. It so wasn't, we're not talking we about required a, to have someone. Exactly. We're not talking about that situation. So I think that, um, you know, after last year, he obviously had the struggles with the injury early. And, and obviously we've talked about the, the death of his father affected him greatly, but turned it around at the tail end of last year and then has, has propelled it into this year. I still have a lot of questions about the sustainability of something like this, not just for, for, for John Means specifically, but frankly, for any pitcher. Um, it's very rare that, and we talk about ace versus ace on this staff. It's very rare that you get a pitcher in, in the game today or, or any other time that is Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, yes. Justin Verlander from, from years back who can sustain it over four, five, six, seven years. And I'm not a hundred percent convinced that John means is the guy to sustain it. Therefore, you know, John Means is obviously, especially after today, at his peak value, I believe. Um, right. And, and I think there's still teams that are going to want to see it more. Obviously, he's done great things, but he hasn't done it over a s- longer sustained time. He hasn't done it over a full season other than 2019. He hasn't done it over two, two full seasons. So therein lies the debate. Do you, do you ride this out for the rest of this season? Or if this continues, if he, is, if he still has a sub-2 ERA come July – are you almost forced to pull the trigger by, by, by the, you know, on deadline day or, or just before it because his value will never be higher? 
but again, you could <clears throat> you could go the other way around. Right now, we are a month into baseball. The Orioles are one game out of five, run one game below five hundred. No one predicted that. No one expected that. So I think a lot of it has to do with what the players around him do. If we're here a month from now and we're in early June and this team is playing five hundred ball, then I think you lean more on. Well, maybe I do bring Adley up this year. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we have fun with this year and do the and ride. You don't have baseball. You have to take your moments because baseball, you can quickly go back into that cellar. And I know Michael Elias has been very clear that it's not about this year. The payroll shows you next, this year. Wade LeBlanc getting a start shows you it's not this year. It's that it's next year would be the let's let's start to think, start to work towards. But I but I agree with you about taking June and you got to consider it. I agree with you about taking you know taking your chances to win when you when you have them. I I completely agree with that. But I, I don't think another month month and a half tells you whether or not you have the long term sustainability. And I I foresee a scenario that's much more likely that the Orioles still get great pitching out of John Means. Let's say he has a a one eight five ERA come middle of july but the orioles are still sitting fourth or fifth in the division and right. not not hovering around 500 let's say and they are and that's the more that's, let's say that's they're the more likely scenario right and let's say they're 15 16 games under 500 at that point and you know this is not going to be a winning season it's not going to be a 500 season for this team but you still got this guy who every fifth day mm-hmm. is giving you a really good opportunity to win and let's say they're winning about half of those games right um for him I think at that point you really have to consider does his value get any higher and do you pull the trigger on because you you and, know uh, and let's in, let's in go terms down of that path I yeah. see it the, I see it the other way as I see it as okay well John Means has proven he can do this I want to win in 2023 um, so at 2023 John is still in arbitration levels I'm not going to get a picture of the caliber I'm seeing now at that price. So I, and I also don't think, I think teams are holding back prospects and I don't think you're going to get the type of prospects that we all think a Cy Young caliber pitcher would get for John Means this year. Yeah. But I also, have, I also think you have to consider the fact that in another two years, John Means is on the wrong side of 30 and is there the ability to sustain what he's doing now for another sure. two years. I think all of those are, are things yes. that you've just got to, you know, they've, they've all got to be factored. And, and I'm glad that I'm, you know, I'm glad that I'm not Michael Elias and have to have no. to make those difficult decisions. Right. And Michael Elias has to balance that because if he does, if you let him, if you keep him and he struggles and he isn't a top of the rotation guy, he becomes a bottom of the rotation guy. You live with that. If you trade him, and he becomes uh, Max Scherzer, you're, you're, you're going to forever regret that move, no matter what type of prospects you got back. Well, I think you are and you aren't, because if you get the prospects back, because, because I'm of the belief that this is not a team that is calling Adley Rutschman and, and Gunnar Henderson and you know uh, D.L. Hall up from competing. I think they need a lot more than what they have in the system right now. And I think that that's going to take time uh, to produce through the draft and through development. 
And I think that if you can perhaps accelerate that timeline by getting a four or five prospect hall for, you know, one of your big pieces right now, I think that's the way that you accelerate that timeline to perhaps 2023, because right now right. I'm, I'm in the minority on this, but I think the timeline is more like 2025 for this that's, team at the year. Right. And I think, and, and major league baseball, their little step computer thing says 2027. Right. I don't, I don't like rebuilding teams. I think a five-year rebuild is ridiculous. Well, no and one I think does. That's not, no one likes it. Right. But I don't, I think a five-year rebuild like that is unfair to your team. Now, I went through the 14 years of crap. Yeah. So I, I understand that. I also think that this team has potential that we had that, what, 40 million payroll this year. That with bringing up the guys we have and then spending some money, we can get right back there. I, I, I tend to agree. I think that the timing of that has to be, you know, it has to be right. And I, and I continue to try to remind people that this is really for all intents and purposes, this is only the like second year of this rebuild because you count 2019. You, I, I don't count 2018 because that's not when, you know, Michael Elias no, didn't I make count, those, those. I count 2019. 20, I do count 2020 though. So I think 2020 is is counted, but there's a major asterisk on it, obviously, because there was no minor right. league baseball. There was no opportunity for development. It was kind of a it wasn't a sham season. It was a season that happened, but you know but there it's, was, it's, it's tough to really count it. It's really been one and a half years of this rebuild. It, it hasn't been, and a lot of people want to say it's been three, which yeah, I just think three. is I just it think is tough to put on them. No, I put it on the date starting that Michael Lott shows up. That's what I do too. I do not put it on when we traded Manny Machado or Zach Britton or whatever. Anything Dan Duquette did is not part of this rebuild. Right. It's it's from when Michael Elias showed up that November. And and, and obviously, obviously that Machado trade didn't really net them a whole heck of a lot in terms of and, kicking the rebuild off in the right way. Right. And that's why I'm hesitant about trading Zach Britton. Not not Zach Britton. Zach Britton didn't bring much either. But trading the yeah. uh, John Means. Um, because I don't think teams give you their top prospects like they used to. Well, so, and, the Machado and deal was rebuild, a little different, though, because he was coming to the end of a contract, and it was almost a deal that was forced upon them. So the means would be a was. little bit different than that. I think you can really get some 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 high-level stuff from a team for John Means, if, obviously, if we'll this trend continues, Yeah, which we would and all I, hope for. But I, right, but I do count 2020 in the rebuild, because of that focus training they were doing in Bowie, which we sure. saw really help players like Cedric Mullins and DJ Stewart, who look like they are part of the future of this team. Um, and even some pitching prospects there. So because of that, I do count 2020. Because right now, I am very comfortable with our outfield as far as a future team and a stable players. I am comfortable with the outfield. I'm not comfortable with the most of the infield. Well, or or the rest of the pitching behind the guy that we saw today do remarkable things, even though people I, will say it was against the Mariners on a getaway day. I it's know. still really cool to to have seen what we saw today and um, yes, and really important to acknowledge it. And I hope that, like I said, no matter when means pitches next, I'm sure when the team comes back Friday, he will, you know, he's going to have to take his hat off and come out of the dugout and say hello to everyone and, and, and get oh, yeah. himself a standing ovation. They'll, they'll force him to do that. But um no, 20, uh, uh, 20 years ago, we would be at the airport tomorrow to <laughs> greet him. Can't do that post-9-11 stuff. 
or or in, a, or in a COVID world, yeah, exactly. Right. But so. no, this is a big deal to Oriole fans, and everything else we talked about today. The only thing that matters is we all saw history today with John Means. Yeah, well, and I think the other cool thing is not only did we see history, but as Orioles fans who have been kind of put in a position to just take what we get from this team in in recent years yeah. and 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 have to find the joy. We all got to see a little bit and find a little bit of joy today in watching this. I mean, it obviously doesn't it's not the equivalent of winning a playoff series or winning a world series, but this kind of felt special today. It kind of felt watching it like you were really on the edge of your seat for Orioles baseball and not just for a, you know, a May 5th afternoon game in Seattle. Like it felt more important because you wanted to see this guy who has come through the system and 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 worked his way you know, worked his butt off to get to this point and has been so darn good. Now we've got like something to hold on to with him, which is really, really cool. Totally. Yep. And yeah, they, if they trade him, great. It'll be because of performances like this. If they don't, I am ready to enjoy watching John Means for many years. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I think it's going to be it's certainly going to be something that's talked about on all of the, you know, the sports talk shows for the next few days and, and weeks is what what's next now for, for not just for means, but what does this do for, for just even just the morale of this team seeing right. something like that? I mean, look, we're going to see our, our fair share of eight nothing losses by this team this the rest of the year. But I think we're also going to see our fair share of moments similar to this one, which give us some joy and, and bring us, um, Bring us some happiness, which is kind of what what we what we go to baseball for anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're a month in, and I'm still enjoying watching these guys. Yeah. So, all right. If you are listening to the Birdland Tonight podcast form, thank you. I apologize that today's title has a spoiler in it because I get all the feedback <laughs> that you don't want spoilers in your titles, just the game number. But there's no way I'm not putting. John means no hitter as the title <laughs> for this episode. I have a feeling that folks who listen on the podcast will have heard that. I would think so. Something special happened. But I'm apologizing. No need to send me the feedback. No more spoilers after this unless stuff like this happens. Yeah. This is a really special moment. Andrew, thanks for hopping on and joining me today. It, it was my pleasure, Josh. I was, was not going to miss an opportunity to talk about uh, some, some history, some Orioles history, which, uh, as, right. as everyone yeah. knows, I am a fan of. Yep, where were you? Where were you when John Means pitched it? We get to tell our kids. We were right here. Exactly. Cheers. All right, we'll talk later. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.